We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 16 is really the key verse that I wanted to highlight today. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive and find grace to help us in our time of need. I want to pray over the word and then we'll move on. Lord, we just now in this moment ask of you that by your spirit you would speak to us through your word. That for every single one of us who are unique individuals created uniquely by you, Lord, I ask that you would speak to us in our unique way. That you would illuminate these words, that Holy Spirit, that you would settle and seal your word within us. And we ask that it does what it is intended to do, that it forms us and shapes us, it renews us, it it draws us closer to the image of Christ. We pray that your will be done through this time in looking at your word, in Jesus' name. If God is as awesome as we believe him to be, if he is as good and amazing and incredible as we believe him to be, if the good news of Jesus is as good as we believe it to be, that God is real, that God is alive, that God loves us, that there is this message of forgiveness and reconciliation that is found through Christ, through no effort of our own, but all through the effort, life, death, resurrection of Jesus and us simply believing in and therefore receiving grace is as good as it is. What stops people from embracing it? What stops them from approaching God? I guess you've got to ask a few big questions, right? Perhaps we could say, well, just the idea of there being a God is a stumbling block. And, and fair enough. Uh, you know, is there even a God? Well, we would know that there are answers available to that big question. But ultimately, yes, it is going to take a step of faith to believe in the existence of a divine creator. Okay, cool. But for many, I don't necessarily see there being the issue with the existence of an intelligent designer. Perhaps then even the story of Jesus is like, man, it sounds too good to be true. So is it a fairy tale? Is it just some kind of mystic philosophy? Maybe that's stopping people because they haven't necessarily come to the place of acknowledging the reality of Jesus, which is what we as Christians believe in. We don't just believe that it's a fairy tale, that it's a good philosophy, that uh, Jesus is kind of like a great made-up story that we can just have some good morals by. We believe in the reality, the existence, the historical, archaeological existence of the personhood of Jesus. He existed. That's what we believe. Not only do we believe He existed, we believe that He is the image of God. He is the fullness of God expressed in humanity. And that's a bit of a mind-bender I can appreciate. But how many of us have 
thought this, uh, said this, and know a lot of our friends have said this or would say this, that if they had to come into a church, the walls would fall down. What they are saying and what we have said is that we're not good enough for God. That this notion of God exists, but me in my current state, who I am, what I have done, the way I have lived, I'm not yet good enough to approach God. Now, we can put that onto people who are not in the room right now because that could be a fairly generic, obvious type of approach. They aren't here because they don't necessarily feel good enough. But what about you who is here? Do you feel good enough? And that notion of being good enough to approach God, is it still something of a stumbling block for us? How confident are you to approach God? We might think to ourselves, I've had some once-off events where I have acknowledged the crucifixion, trusted in the death, therefore received forgiveness, made a decision to embrace life, and have had lived in that life, but that once-off event is no longer having its desired effect in my life. And I feel like it often comes down to this, this approaching God with confidence. Because we entered in by way of trusting in his effort, his grace, but have we continued to live trusting in his effort and his grace? How confident are you to approach God? We might profess faith, we, we might talk of our belief, but how much of that faith is still self-determined? How good I can be, how, how perfect my life is or should be, uh, what rules and regulations I put on myself to have access to God. Verse 16 of Hebrews 4, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The old way had a veil, literally a veil between the people of God and God. The new way, the veil is torn, discarded, removed. Uh, the old way had constant sacrifices required. The new way had one sacrifice for all time. The old way was clean yourself up to approach God. The new way is approach God to be cleaned up. The old way was perceived as God being only for the healthy. The new way is God being about the sick. God is for those who are not good enough. How confident are you to approach God? I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 9. Uh, as Jesus went on about his journey, verse 9, 
he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, Pharisees being a a sub-group of people within the wider Jewish nation, people of God nation, who had the uh, reputation of being very zealous towards God, and, and, and that in itself is not a bad thing. Like to have a zealousness, a passion for God. And, 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 you know, the Pharisees typically get a bad rap from us who are in the future because hindsight's easy, right? It's easy to kind of point the finger at, oh, the Pharisees. They were always so like legalistic and rules bound and they were so kind of grumpy or frowning. Well, that's how I see the Pharisees. Um, but there's a Pharisee in all of us. We just have to recognize that. The Pharisees, they get a little bit annoyed and upset, so they ask the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Why is he sitting around in an intimate space with these types of people? So in their eyes, people not good enough. Jesus responds like this. On hearing this, Jesus says, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I've come to call sinners. How confident are you to approach God? And that confidence stems from, do we believe ourselves to be good enough? And is that even the right question to be asking? Am I good enough? Because the reality is, the direct answer is no. (laughs) You're not good enough. I'm not good enough. None of us are good enough. But Jesus still extends the invitation. Because he didn't come to bring about restoration for the righteous. He came to bring about restoration for the unrighteous for those that would be deemed to be sinners. Paul, writing to Timothy, he says it like this. Now remember who Paul is, once known as Saul, once who would have been a Pharisee, zealous for the things of God. That displayed itself in a negative sense because that's what tends to happen through self-righteousness and Uh, self-elevation that gets expressed in a negative way, but he thought that his heart was in the right place to the extent that he was literally killing people that were now following this new way of Jesus, and he has what we know to be the Damascus Road experience, right? And this is what he says about himself, okay? The guy who uh, planted significant amounts of churches, the guy that we would uphold as being an apostle, the one who we look to, lean on, look to as an example, the great Apostle Paul. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, 1 Timothy 1, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service, even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. I was shown mercy. 
because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying. I like that saying. I might say it more often. Here is a trustworthy saying. It means that you can trust what I'm about to say. It's a good saying. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Not part acceptance. Full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Paul speaking of who I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy. So that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example of those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Paul's life was a life of display for you and I to take encouragement from. That him being the worst of sinners, the most not good enough type, can through Christ be shown mercy and now can walk in mercy and display the grace of God. How confident are you to approach God? And what's stopping you? What's the hindrance? What's the stumbling block? What's the... Because God desires for you to approach Him. He desires closeness, intimacy. He desires... um, You know, to have confidence, I guess it grows from a place of knowing God. And that is important for you and I, to know God. And it comes by way of intent, and it comes by way of humility, and it comes by way of priority. And so, do those exist in your life? To know God. Because in knowing God, there will be more confidence to approach Him. But the confidence also comes from knowing yourself and who you are now in Christ. Because there's a difference between in knowing yourself separated from Christ to you knowing yourself now in Christ. Because in Christ, in other words, through the filter of the death resurrection of Jesus and our trust in him, now there is a new way of you being seen not only by God, but hopefully by yourself. And confidence comes from knowing who you are in Christ, that you are a child of God, son, daughter, dearly loved, even in your mistakes and in your mess, even in your weakness and in your failings and in your strengths and in your positive things, in everything of who you are, child of God, and like any parent, wouldn't we want our child to confidently approach us? God desires for us to approach him. So are you? (laughs) Like, are you? Are you approaching God? I'll finish with this in the way Eugene Peterson frames that Hebrews chapter 4. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with reality. I like that thought. He's been through weakness and testing. He's experienced it all, all but sin. He was perfect, so we don't have to be. 
So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help.